Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. I'm going to uh, change things up a little bit. I'm actually going to start by playing a song just to kind of go into what I'm going to be talking about. So here we go. Deep within my heart, I know you've won. I know you've overcome. And even in the dark, when I'm undone, I still believe it. I live by faith and not by sight. Sometimes miracles take time. While I
Lord, that while I give this word that you've put on my heart, pray that you'd speak clearly through me. I just ask that you would bless this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if I can uh, contain my thoughts here. Those of you who know me know that worship is very, very close to my heart. It's, it's very important to our walk with the Lord. It's the basis of our relationship with God is worship. And it's important to God, too. He doesn't need our worship, but he desires it. And because he desires it, we need to worship him. There's a lot of things that can get in the way of that. We just have to learn how to navigate through that and make worship an important part of our our life. I want to start out with going back. I was thinking about worship, and I thought, well, let's go back a ways and see what What's in, say, something even in Genesis, go all the way back to almost the beginning. And in, in Genesis 22, we hear that have the story of Abraham and Isaac. And Abraham, we all know the story. He's going to, God tells him that, look, I want, you're going to take your son, you're going to go sacrifice your son, put him on the altar. And Abraham, you know, got a very close relationship with the Lord. But he goes on and he says, okay, God. Whatever you say. He goes on and he said, okay, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and do what you are requiring of me. And so he takes a couple of his servants. He gets some stuff ready, and they, they get their, their donkeys ready, and, and they head off onto this journey to do this. And they get to a certain point, and it's a few days later, and he tells the servants, he says, says you guys wait here, says the lad or the boy, young man, the boy and I, we are going to go yonder. And what does he say? He says, he tells them, he says, we're going to go yonder and we're going to worship and then we will come back. And I thought that had more impact on me than I've read that before. But I, I was going, wow, if we could only understand or if we could grasp what he's going through right there, both Abraham and Isaac. Isaac wasn't two or three years old. The Bible, they say the lad, but also then it says that he was actually a young man. So there must have been, there had to be a dynamic relationship also between Abraham and Isaac. They both had an exceptional relationship with the Lord because of that situation. It's a tough situation. It's a tough, God was testing Abraham. But through that, he says, we're going to go yonder and worship. That commitment to me is so important that I'm thinking, how do we apply that today and the extreme difficulties that face many people? Can we actually say to somebody, 
you know what? You guys wait here. I'm going to go away, or I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to worship. I'm going to bow down before the Lord. I'm going to cry out to God, and I'm going to worship him. I'm going to thank him. I'm going to praise him. It's just, a, to me, it's such an amazing story. I think of the, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were asked to, you know, the, the king made a decree that everybody was going to, you know, they were going to bow to this idol and worship this idol. And those three chose not to do that. They weren't going to do that. And they also said that anybody doesn't do that, it's going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. And yet, what did they choose to do? They chose to continue to worship the one and true God. And because of that, obviously, they got their arms or their hands bound together, and they, they got thrown in the furnace. We know the story. What happened? There was a fourth in the fire, you know, and they did not bow. They did not succumb to another influence. They stayed firm, even though there was a possibility that their earthly life was on the line. And it's another example of the importance of worshiping the Lord. I think that in our lives, how many things can get in our way? What is between you and the Lord? Is there just a thin piece of paper? Is there a big chunk of plywood? Or is there a, a bunch of planks? Is there a concrete wall? And we need to break that down. And that can be, it can be anything. That could be whatever we worship or whatever, something that's very dear to us that we like spending time with, people we like doing things with, uh, activities. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it could be listening to worship music. I love doing that. But as long as that listening to worship doesn't take the place of worshiping God. And I, to me, that sometimes I can be driving down the road. I spend a lot of time driving, and, and almost always I got worship music playing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But every once in a while, it's, I get this little, you know, in my head, little voice that just says, you know, turn that off and just worship out of what's inside. And so I'll do that. But I love, I love worshiping the Lord. I love listening to the music. And some people, it's certain kinds of, of music, it, you know. God creates this all differently to enjoy different types of music, different types of worship. You know, if you listen to, and she's not here, but Brenda Wilson always... I get a kick out of her because she was always asking you, hey, have you ever heard so-and-so? She loves music. She loves, and she loves worshiping too. But she's always bringing new songs to me. Hey, did you hear such and such a song? And God created her that way. But I want to go back to, to make sure that there's nothing in between. That distance between us and God or my, myself or yourself and God, that needs to be completely done away with so that there's nothing there, that there's nothing that can stand in the way. You know, I realize that we're human and our relationship with the Lord does take, it takes an effort on our part. It takes work and we make mistakes, but there's that attitude, the life of worship that we make that an important part of our lives. I think that worship is so important when God God desires it, but also, you know the story of where Satan and, and Jesus, they go up on a, on a mountain and on a hill, and Satan's telling Jesus that, look, you know what, all this, see all this stuff. If you would only bow down to me and worship me, I'll give all this to you. 
Satan. He's tempting Jesus, saying, hey, just bow to me and you'll get all this. You'll get everything. But to do that, you got to bow to me and worship. And, of course, Jesus doesn't do that. Satan desires worship as much as Jesus. He's out there. He'd love to get all of us to just bow to him and worship him. That's his goal. That's what he wants. That's not going to do us any good at all. I don't want to spend eternity in the lake of fire. So anyway, but Jesus just says, no, I'm not doing that. I don't need to do that. He's already got everything. And I think that it's another example of how important it is that we don't, we're not bowing to something else. I know I've just gone back to that word I asked. Is there anything that's, what's between us? What's between us and God? That relationship, it's an open line, and we need to keep it open. I think in, uh, in the Psalms, there's so many scriptures that David talks about how that, you know, he goes through things. You know, there's, it's full of the enemy's done this, and oh, I cry out to please help me in this time of need, and all these, lots of that. But there's so many more times in there where he's always ending things with praising or worshiping. And psalms, the word psalms actually means praise. So when David's going through things, he's focusing that relationship on the Lord. He's crying out to God. He knows where his help, come, his help comes from the Lord. And in the middle of that, I think he's praising through that, as the song said, even if we're going through these things or we're waiting for answers or we're waiting for miracles, in the middle of that, we're going to worship, we're going to praise. It's a, it's a lifestyle that we need to be able to, I realize I'm, a lot of this I'm preaching to the choir, but it's so important that that lifestyle, no matter what we're doing, where we're at, how we feel, what just happened, it's the attitude, the lifestyle of worship. I was talking to my dad last night, and he brought up the uh, just some things on it. Is what are we focusing on? And being able to focus on worship and dominate. We need to be dominated by worship. And then the influence. The influence, what's influencing us? If we have that heart of worship, then it's worship. Then it's the Holy Spirit. It's God. But that worship it gives us the access to it. It creates the atmosphere. You know, as we're worshiping, it creates the presence of the Lord. And in the presence of the Lord, what? We're strong. He comforts us. He lifts us up. He comes right alongside of us. As Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God was with them. He was right there with them. He, he wasn't standing outside the fiery furnace and looking, well, I, I think if I reach in, I can pull you out. He was in there with them. What's that saying? It's saying that we're, we're going to go through those things. We're going to be in the fire. As Christians, we got targets on our backs. Probably got them on our forehead too, you know? And that's not a mark. It's a target. <laughs> but the enemy goes after us. Those guys, I mean, God is with us all the time. I was thinking that a couple of weeks ago, I was, as often, we get really busy. And you can ask Nick a lot of times. We work some stupid hours. But I've, in the last project I was on, all the other guys I had there had to leave. Jeff had to come back here and preach a couple of Sundays ago, so he had to scoot out. And another guy had jury duty, and he had to leave. And so to, to finish up the project, I had a lot of stuff to get done, and I had a plane to catch, so a hard deadline. I found myself worshiping, because there was nobody else around. I didn't have anybody to talk to. And 
and even if they would have been there, I probably still would have, in my mind, I would have just been worshiping the Lord to keep me from getting stressed out. Because if I looked at everything in the natural, I'm going, oh my goodness, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to get too tired. I'm going to whatever. But I started worshiping, and things just fall into place. And so, you know, there's a lot of benefits from having that open line with the Lord. I think another one is Daniel, you know, how he, his life, because he gets thrown in the lion's den, and God delivered him. I mean, he was another one. He was going to pray. He was prayers three times a day. He made a choice, and that choice could have cost him his life, but that he made that decision. You know, not all things turn out the way we expect them to, or we think they should. I was thinking about the, the life of Stephen. You know, what happened to Stephen? He made a stand. He got stoned. They couldn't, no matter what they said to him, he didn't change his mind. There was a rock-solid commitment to the Lord. And in today's busyness and all the stuff we got going on and the things that just grab our minds, and I'm thinking, somebody came to me, and I was actually presented with that, look, you either bow to this or you're going to, you know, if you, if you continue to serve what you call your Lord, your Jesus Christ, if you're going to continue to serve him, well, we're going to do this, this, and this to you or whatever. I'm thinking, do I have that relationship with Jesus that I can go, yeah, that's fine. That's, it's not going to change my mind. I'll be honest with you. That would be tough. I feel I have a good relationship with the Lord. But in that time, you're going, if it had something to do with your family, you know, hey, we're going to take your son or whatever if you don't denounce Jesus Christ. What kind of a commitment do you have to the Lord? I don't want to try to bring a heavy. I want it to be an uplifting. But I'm speaking what's on my heart. I want to be able to make that decision. If that time ever comes in my life, I want to be confident that, you know what, as for me, I like to say, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. And we need to say in this church, as for me and my church, we are going to serve the Lord. A lot of that has to do with coming alongside each other too, because not all of us go through the super difficult times at the same time. Thank you, Lord. When we know those of us that are going through a difficulty, that's when we need to come along and encourage and support. And some of that may be spending some time in worship. Bible talks about, I've been talking a lot about personally worshiping the Lord. But it's just as important that we worship as a group, as a family, as a body. It's important. And those times that somebody's going through a difficulty, you know what? I'd like to come over, or can you come over to the house? We're going to, we'll play some worship music. Let's just, let's usher the presence of the Lord in, and let's start praying. We kind of just, we hear of a need, and we spend a couple of minutes. I'm guilty of this. We'll spend a couple of minutes. Well, Lord Jesus, help that person, and just right now, and then we leave it, and then we go on. But maybe what they really need is they need a personal contact, and you know what? I'm going to come and worship with you. Our corporate worship, thank you so much, worship team. You know, not all of us can play instruments. Not all of us can sing well. But <laughs> as my dad would say, he used to say, he ran it into the ground, but I'm going to still use it. He says, there's those who sing like nightingales, and there's others that sing like gales in the night. <laughs> 
But you know what? To God, it's worship. It doesn't matter how we sing, how we carry a tune. It's the heart, that heart of worship. Jordan, could you come up here just for a moment? I know you get picked on when you're here. I know that's why you probably stay away, maybe. (laughs) He blesses me so much, and he doesn't even say anything. You know what blesses me about Jordan is his heart for the Lord. And sometimes you see him up here laying flat out on the floor. He's on his knees, his hands raised. The presence of the Lord and worshiping the Lord are, are so important to Jordan. And you can see it upon him. And, you know, he's full of the presence of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord, you see when he comes in the door, he's always smiling. But just that act of, you know what, I'm humbled in the presence of the Lord. And he just, you know, I don't need to know what draws him to that point. But it encourages me to see God blessing him because of his obedience. Thank you. I talk to, I ask a question, and I want to be very careful with this because I don't want to offend people, especially the college-age kids. But a few months ago, I asked the question, what do you think of going to the altar, kneeling before the Lord? And I was somewhat surprised at the answer. The answer was, well, we really don't feel that's necessary because we have our own personal relationship with the Lord. I respect that. You're right that they have a personal relationship with the Lord. And in the Bible, we don't really see where it doesn't tell us that we have to come up to the altar in front of the congregation and kneel down or whatever. But I think that there's something being missed, and it's probably being missed by a lot of us these days, is it's a sign of humility to me when you just come forward and you kneel down. And it's not like we need to do that every single service. But I know there's times that God speaks to me, and I know he speaks to a lot of you, that, you know what, just go, go forward. Go kneel down or lay down before. I mean, there's, there is scriptures in the Bible talking about just laying out before the Lord. There's stories of where people did that, and there's stories of people who built altars and sacrificed things in a, in a form of worship to the Lord. And thanks, I mean, Noah, after the flood, what is one of the first things he did? He built an altar, and he, with that, he worshiped the Lord. The Lord saved, saved his family. Sometimes it's not coming to say you did something wrong, or maybe sometimes it's not even because God something, did something great. It's just that, you know what, I just want an extra touch from the Lord. And sometimes I think taking that step of just stepping out is all it takes. I know that another comment was made in that same question I'd asked, and we had a discussion about it. One of the comments was, well, if we go forward, somebody will think, oh, wow, what did they do wrong? And that saddened me, not because they were being honest with me, but that it's got to that point. I'm going, where did we go wrong that we think that if we go forward in humility, the pastor's preached a sermon and calls out, hey, anybody needs prayer, if I just want to open up the altars. And just come on forward and just let God minister. You can, somebody can pray with you if you want, or you can just worship the Lord. Where did we go wrong to think that, oh my, what are people going to think? I can't do that because they're going to think I've really screwed up in my life. You know what? <laughs> We've all screwed up. We've all messed up. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. And anybody comes forward. The last thing I want to do is judge them. I don't care what they've been through. I don't want to judge them. I want to come alongside of them. I want to worship the Lord. I want to see them 
blessed, touched, healed. It's so important. Worship can be an exciting thing. We need to make it a part of our life. It encourages, it strengthens, and it's the way we get through the day a lot of times because things aren't going just perfect. And sure, we can have that communication with the Lord. We're just talking to him, God, this is not going good. Help me. But through that, too, there's a time with just, I know I'm beating this in, but just the attitude of worship and no matter what we're going through. Because I want us all to be, we're all overcomers. I mean, God loves us. He cares so much for us. He wants that relationship with us, a personal relationship with nothing that's separating us at all. That's why he's in our, in our heart. God lives within us. The Holy Spirit is in us. But I think sometimes we, we kind of got a wrapper around him. He's in, but he's kind of sealed off. He can't get into the heart because we've got something in there, right, between where he's at and, and the heart. And we need to get rid of that so that he is just, he's just part of us. I want each person here to just be, to really be blessed by being in his presence. And like I said, it doesn't matter how you sing and how you, how you shout and talk or whether you clap your hands or raise your hands, you jump around. It doesn't matter. Each person has a, may have a different way of worshiping the Lord. It's all worship, and God loves it. I have no idea how long I've been going, but I'm kind of wrapping up. And Heather, if you could go ahead and come on forward, and I'm just going to leave it to you to which song. You did all those songs were good. I was trying to pick one, and I couldn't. So, But uh, I thought about altars, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to make an altar call because I don't want him to do it because I've said this is what we need to do because I don't want that. But it's got to be something that's from the heart. It's got to be something that you want to do. You want to worship. You want to come up and just lay out before the Lord. Who cares what somebody else is going to think? It doesn't matter. What really matters is, God, I'm, I'm here before you. I'm going through some difficulties, or I'm here before you. I want to just praise you. I want to thank you for everything you're doing in my life. I know it's all not going perfect, but thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're with me. Thank you you're in the fire with me. Those Hebrew children, they had their arms tied behind them. They were thrown in the fire. It was so hot that the guys throwing them in were killed. But yet those guys didn't smell of smoke. They weren't even, the hair wasn't even singed. But the binds that was bound, bound their hands, they were, they were, they were melted like wax while they were in the fire. I, if I had that experience, that kind of a relationship with the Lord, that no matter what I'm going through, He's right there with me. I can't imagine what's going through their minds when they're in that furnace. They didn't smell like smoke. 
they weren't burning. So maybe it was just like being in here in the presence of the Lord. They were in the presence of the Lord. The Lord was with them. Can we grasp a hold of that, knowing that everything we go through, God is with us. God is with us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I I pray that you would seal this word. I pray that even if just a few people was to encourage a few people to, to really understand what it is to worship the Lord, come into your presence. That's where we get our strength and our encouragement. You wrap your arms around us. You love on us. Thank you, Jesus. While we sing this song, I do, I just, and this isn't, I'm I'm saying it, but it's not me. If you want to come up to the altar and kneel at the altar or stand, or you want to lay down, or if you want to stay where you're at, it's whatever God is telling you, speaking to you to do. That's my heart, is you do what the Lord wants you to do. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 